0: Hello there, welcome to Greedo Shop First. My name is Benjamin Light. This is Marco Sparks. And we're here to talk about Star Wars. We have something to talk about. Hell yeah. Big news in the Star Wars world. We've got some casts for Episode 7. This is
1: kind of huge news after months and months and months of speculation and not much more.
0: I wish I could say it was fitting that this podcast is happening on May the 4th. But I've always kind of hated the idea of Star Wars Day being on May 4th. So, Well, explain why, though. Because Star Wars... It should be May 22nd, because that's when Star Wars originally was released. The whole May the 4th be with you, it just... uh, It feels like something invented by people who aren't really Star Wars fans. Kind of a No True Scotsman thing, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... This podcast has been described many times as a uh, a Star Wars podcast for people who hate Star Wars fans. (laughs) Because, I mean, let's face it, most of the people who loudly identify themselves as Star Wars fans out there are fucking Morlocks. They're fucking mongoloids, Disgusting people.
0: Um, Well, it's just such a huge fan base that you have so many people, so many weird ideas about Star Wars that... Delusional
1: weird ideas, Yeah. At at the the risk of sounding uh,
0: exclusive, I I feel like it just doesn't represent the the general viewpoint of the creators and and really like anyone that has anything to do with the production of Star Wars, like these people's views are just like weirdly out of whack with like it's like they have their own ideas that they just kind of graft onto the Star Wars template.
1: Right. And they're they're so hardcore about it. They're so Mm -hmm. it becomes like gospel to them. Um, hmm. And that's what's been really interesting about these past few months. Um, people are so adamant and so dead set that, that certain things are going to happen or be represented in this this new set of films, and there's no basis in reality. I mean, well,
0: it's I, I can't remember if I told this story in the podcast, but one of my coworkers I was discussing with him a while ago the concept of just Episode Seven existing, hmm. and he was like, "I really hope they get into Han Solo's force powers," and I was like, Mhm what you know and he's like you know cuz he's like Han's so lucky like he's untrained but he still has the force that's why he's so lucky all the time how's just like wow where the hell did you come up with that you know like people had the weirdest ideas about but star wars nothing will convince that guy otherwise though right
1: unless there's I, like, I literally know. a line of dialogue in a film that's just like han doesn't have the force powers like this guy won't believe that no well that's
0: the thing body. about the fan i mean there's i just listened to another star wars podcast where they they're talking about the canon of star Wars and they only include the original trilogy. They like refuse to acknowledge a prequel. So people, they, they take what they want from the universe. It's that big that if they want to go down the EU rabbit hole, even though it just got nuked by Lucasfilm, they're, they're going to live there. And, you know,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I, I used to work with a lady, you know, this woman's a professional. She, she has a, a real job. She's been to college, you know, She's in her, you know, late forties. Hardcore fan fiction reader loves Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but in her world, Buffy ended after season five. Yeah, that—that's she just couldn't she couldn't count the fact that Buffy could come back to life, and so you couldn't talk to her about anything after season five because it didn't exist. It was, it was just made up in her mind.
0: Um, but, anyway, I, I think we've done enough throat clearing. Let, let's get to the news here.
1: Yeah, seriously. So we have a cast.
0: Star Wars team is thrilled to announce the cast of Star Wars Episode 7. Actors John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, Oscar Isaac, Andy Serkis, Donald Gleason, and Max von Sydow will join the original stars of the saga. Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, and Kenny Baker in the new film.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and what was beautiful about this announcement, which came just about a week ago, uh, was that you also got a picture of majority of those folks.
0: A very gather. mysterious picture, yes. Very,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, uh, doing, presumably, the script read-through for the in,
0: in black and white, on the set, in the background, it's possible you're seeing an actual set, or maybe it's just, it's hard, it's hard to tell whether or not that's actually a part of the set they'll be shooting on or not. It looks vaguely Star Wars-y, at least, like, one little section in the background.
1: It looks like you're, like, right next to a set, I mm-hmm. think. Like your, Like say the, right,
0: but. like right above JJ. I don't know if you're looking at the picture yeah. right now, but there's like this weird section of the wall that has like just weird geometry to it. It looks like it could be like a Star Wars hallway. It could be yeah. nothing to do with that at all.
1: Well, but. it looks like there's like a control
0: panel mm-hmm. on the wall and stuff like that. Um. So, and then, and then, so, anyways, that this they've set up like some hardwood floor and like some IKEA furniture like in the middle of the sound stage as yeah. what it appears to be. Yeah. And they've it's a bunch of couches and sofas and a lot of uh you know criminologists have already gone over this to determine what it means you know people sitting in various places mm-hmm. and what that means about who their characters is going to be because I mean, obviously we know who the original actors are going to be. We don't know anything about who the new character is going to be. We can just guess and speculate.
1: Well, so let's talk a little bit about that. So, we'll start at the beginning where if in Kind of almost slightly off-center of the picture. Well, I think you're
0: going to say J.J.'s at 12 o'clock.
1: Yeah, J.J.'s at 12 o'clock. Sitting to J.J.'s left, our right, is Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Um, This is important because now, again, what we're talking about is stuff that – we're not going to talk about things that have to be in this movie because we don't know. We're not in the production. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that you read, you got to remember, you're still reading it on the internet. You don't know what. The well, there there are
0: so many people that looked at this and they're like, "That's Jaina Solo. That's Ben Skywalker." Right, right. You know.
1: But my, my point is, before, I want to get my thing. Because like sitting, you know, next to JJ Harrison Ford. But there was a report uh, just a few days before this this all all this information of the cast came out, mm-hmm. saying that the big dispute between Arndt's script and the new jj Lawrence Kasdan script was that uh, the original three had more of a role was more han centric than the others um, no no the,
0: the what they're saying is the original script was more about the the new cast rather than the old cast that's that's the rumor i see everywhere right but like something and that, that,
1: and about a more beefed up role for han solo yeah um so we got Han right next to JJ. Then sitting next to to uh, Harrison Ford is the the girl in question around the world, uh, Daisy Ridley.
0: Daisy Ridley, it's I I almost feel bad for her. I mean, I'm sure it's there's a lot of good things that will come out of this, but man, like the internet, she's on the internet's radar now. Yeah, uh, well, for the mean, next like seven years, it's that's gonna be her life.
1: So, yeah, this is an actress who's had just a few roles. She's an English act- actress. Um, No one found out. Like, the world couldn't even find out. So just a few days after was announced that she's 21 years old. That's mm-hmm. how little was known. She joined, I think you said, Twitter the day of this cast announcement?
0: Uh It's debatable. Some people are saying that that was a fake account. Uh, like, there's a lot of uh, intrigue. Like Because uh, she had a, a, an acting demo reel up online mm-hmm. previous to the announcement. And within like, six hours of the, the announcement, it got pulled. So mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to see it. But um, I don't know whether it's her specifically or it's Lucasfilm or it's today but, like, they're really trying to keep her under wraps.
1: Good. Um, but then you can also go online and find it just about everywhere now. Uh, a short film that she was in that's getting a lot of play just because she's in it and she's the girl in question called Blue Season. Directed but, by I a mean, guy named Lee Jones.
0: I don't know if you watched that. That was for, a, uh, like, a contest where it's, like, Yeah, forty eight hours to make a movie based on a concept. I mean, it's not. It's not like. uh, It's not
1: indicative of her talent. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's very much just like a little experimental like for for what it is.
1: She's okay in the the movie. She's fine. I don't.
0: I don't know how you could be like blow someone away in that sort of production anyway.
1: It it's it's interesting though just to see her in action because there are a few photos of her and Mm -hmm. these photos are. I mean, some of these are like you know glamour shots. Some of these are just. Not. I mean, this is is a woman who doesn't have a lot of presence on the internet. Like, Mm -hmm. like the majority of people do not know who she is. She was in um, uh, a British show called Casualty. Um, Yeah, we know very little about her. But, like, this this short film, it's just you get to see her in action. I mean, like I said, it's not not indicative of what you'll see in Episode 7. But
0: I I think it would be fair to say that the internet is officially fascinated by the very idea of her i mean yeah. she's she's pretty she looks a lot like natalie portman and young carrie fisher um her placement there she's sitting between harrison ford and carrie fisher she's leaning over talking to carrie fisher in the picture there so everyone's immediately like well that's the Solar daughter which yeah. may be the case i i'd say less from the kind of seating arrangement here but more just the fact that she looks so much like natalie portman and carrie fisher it would. It would be weird to cast that actress and and not have that link, I guess.
1: Well and the thing is too is you're getting a lot of people who who they're applying their and I'm using air quotes and a off gesture here that they're they insider information that obviously mm-hmm. however you seat people in a read through tells you their importance and the level mm-hmm. of casting. And if, if anyone tells you that, here's the thing about that person, they can go fuck themselves. Um but yeah, so you've got Harrison Ford, you've got Carrie Fisher, you've got Daisy Ridley really sitting in between the two of them. Oh, it's, it's a, a d- really interesting gesture. Like you said, like she's got Daisy Ridley's got the script open in front of her, and she's kind of leaning over, and it's like she's—you can tell from this gesture in the body language—she's listening to Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, we could make some jokes here about Carrie Fisher's telling her like what the right amount of cocaine to ingest on a given day is. <laughs> Who knows?
0: Um. I, yeah. I, I you kind of hope Natalie Portman did the right thing and like gave her a call and just said, "Let me tell you what you can expect." You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and then the nice thing about Daisy, really, though, as a, a, a you know comparison to Natalie Portman, is that she is twenty one. She has lived a little. Uh, she hasn't been in the spotlight as much.
0: She's um, a Graduate of like a prestigious, very expensive uh, yeah. acting college or school I think one of something. her
1: one of her sisters is a model yeah I mean like there's an article in the Daily Mail um came out a few days after her she was discovered by the world here mm-hmm. and it's it's just interesting the people yeah are are horny for information about this young woman
0: like well, I think you can never go wrong with like a classically trained British actor like yeah. they they do great in sci-fi they just yeah. they know how to deliver those lines so
1: yeah because people who do Shakespeare really like they really get sci fi, I think, in a way. Because it's it's that kind of pomp and ridiculousness. You know, like once you've really tore your, your way through mm-hmm. like stuff like that. And Shakespeare's obviously a bad example for all British actors, but you know what I mean. Like the the flights of fancy that they're accustomed to. is something that you sometimes don't get with just a traditional American actor. And before we get into like Daisy really is the only female cast member other than Carrie Fisher. The
0: act. only new female the cast member. The internet
1: has yeah shit and unnecessary book let's, about let's,
0: let's, that's a whole other conversation yeah. let's let's save that till we get through the cast because okay, there's, so. there's a discussion about that and another you know diversity stuff But so yeah it
1: was, as we started at the start of the clock there are jj harrison Ford, daisy really carrie fisher and then peter mayhew
0: peter mayhew intensely reading his script
1: yeah not talking to him. this is kind of a funny thing because one of the things you can say about this photo is everyone is kind of interacting with somebody else, being very, very social, except for Mark Kass and abir Uh, yes and no. I think that they probably had a photographer taking like a shitload of Yeah, they photos. probably took
0: like a hundred pictures at least and, and found the one. This is,
1: yeah, the one that probably suited the PR meeting. Because, I mean, it's
0: like, like JJ is, he's talking with his hands as Harrison Ford is looking over, um... Mm-hmm. Does Harrison Ford have his arm around Daisy Ridley, or just behind the couch there? It's just behind the tell. couch. Stand yeah, behind the couch. Yeah. But like, they're all like, like I- interacting in a way, you know. Like Mark Hamill, he's he's looking over to talk to Anthony Daniels, but then he's like, he's also like weirdly like his eye line seems to be looking at like Brian Burke over here. So I don't know what's going on, but
1: a little bit of Brian Burke, a little bit at Kathleen. I think he's actually looking at Kathleen Kennedy.
0: Could be, yeah, because right next to you know down at around like four thirty-five o'clock. We've got Brian Burke and Kathleen Kennedy on the couch. Brian Burke's the other producer, mm-hmm. uh, besides JJ and Kathleen Kennedy. Um, and then going down right at about six o'clock there. That's uh, Dom Gleeson, I believe.
1: Donald Gleeson, who uh, is Bill Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. He was in a uh, uh, Richard Curtis film called About Time, It's a science he,
0: sci-fi rom-com. If you've seen Dread, he's the like the tech guy that Lena Headley like tortures and cuts and yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll, I think after we go through the actual cast, we'll talk about some speculation about who these characters could be playing. We'll talk about other people's, you know, dead set certain mm-hmm. knowledge about who these characters are playing. But yeah, you got Dom Hall. Yeah, so Brian Burke, Kathleen Kennedy, Dom Hall Gleason, then you got Anthony Daniels. Do you think uh, he still wears the suit? I mean, I, Daniels? He, he seems
0: pretty small, but is he? That suit's got to be hard to fit into when he's like sixty or whatever. I
1: think you put him in the suit. I think, there's, obviously he's new to the voice, but like... Well, what if they
0: had to make the suit a little bigger? Like, what if 3PO is just like a little bit uh, bulkier than he was before?
1: Well, so here's here's, here's the joke that, that a lot of people have made and we skipped over, but I don't know why we skipped over it. Mm-hmm. Sitting in a crate oh, yeah. behind J.J. <laughs> Abrams is R2-D2, and everyone is like, well, there's Kenny Baker. <laughs>
0: yeah, they just stuck Kenny Baker in there.
1: <laughs> just to get him used to it. It's been a while since he's been in there. Uh, yeah, so you got Anthony Daniels, and you got uh, Mark Hamill, like, next to Anthony Daniels. Um and then this is kind of this is one of the, the surprising choices for me. Is on the other side of Mark Hamill
0: is Andy Serkis. I'd say it's surprising and yet not surprising.
1: I mean, I think everyone just assumes that he's going to play a mocap character.
0: Yeah, there was a uh, I, I can't remember where I read this, but somebody some news report said that Andy Serkis was recommended to J.J. J. Abrams by Kathleen Kennedy because she had worked with him on uh, Tintin, The Adventures of Tintin movie, doing mocap stuff. So that to me says. I mean, I suppose he could still just play him, you know, as his own physical presence as character, but it would seem to indicate from that that they need a, a motion cap guy and they're like, well, let's just go get Andy Serkis.
1: Right, right. And, and I think you and I both agree that we kind of like Andy Serkis more when he's just being an actor unencumbered by technology. Like
0: I could say that, but I could also say I like him more when he's not directed by Peter Jackson.
1: Oh, we'll it a doubt. But, like, I mean, like he was perfectly adequate in the role he play, like, in The Prestige, you know. Mm-hmm. As the assistant to Tesla. Uh, so then, on the other side of any circus, you have Oscar Isaac.
0: Oscar Isaac and John Boyega sitting right next to each other. So Oscar people Isaac like from... to speculate that that means they're like buddies or something. They're the, right. the Neil Hahn and Luke. Uh, but, Oscar Isaac's from Inside Llewyn Davis.
1: The Conan Brothers movie, yeah.
0: And John Boyega is mostly known from Attack the Block, which I've not seen. I kind of don't want to watch it just because the wrong people like it. But um, maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe that'll be a project. And he's also going to be in the new 24 miniseries, so you can definitely see him there.
1: Yet another reason to go watch the new 24 series. Mm-hmm. Um, then being looked at by those two, at those two actors, and the kind of a weird expression on his face is that fucking cretin, Adam Driver.
0: Adam Driver, strongly rumored to be the villain. Um, I don't know. I I feel like you got to assume that it'll be. By now, it's like it's going to be a surprise if he's not the villain, I guess. Well, I mean, so, look so he's, many articles he's obviously with, uh,
1: not playing the romantic
0: league. And Some girls are into that, you know? I don't, I don't understand Are they going to, like,
1: it. CGI? has, like, giant ridiculous ears.
0: I don't know, man. I was just listening to a podcast where it was, uh, you know, a bunch, bunch of dudes and ladies in this podcast talking about mm-hmm. Star Wars, and the one lady just could not control herself about Adam Driver. She's like, I hope they have, like, shirtless Jedi Academy. Ha, ha, ha. Like, she couldn't get enough of it. Like, she kind of freaked out on the podcast. Um, so Yuck. some people are into that. I don't know.
1: That's super gross. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other person who seems kind of antisocial in this image is uh, Lawrence Kasson sitting there between Adam Driver and uh, J.J. Abrams would come around the clock completely.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Not pictured uh, Max von Sydow. Uh, we assume Kenny Baker's inside the R2 model there. Yeah.
1: Uh, Max von Sydow is probably, to me, the most shocking uh new name just because this is an 80 year old actor who's you know been in everything he's he's well, it's funny like merciless of flash gordon he's been in the seventh seal of Ingmar Bergman i mean none of
0: none of the rumors had him or andy or andy circus like that never came up. yeah
1: exactly exactly um, i mean but they're also like the most well-known well, i should
0: say like the night before this was announced like him and like oscar isaac were in london so like there were some like Whoa. hours earlier like rumors but you know for the most part that, that was it.
1: Plus, there was that whole thing where like, there's a picture of uh, Harrison Ford talking of some kind of, uh, like, British uh, ambulance helicopter mm-hmm. pilots, you know. And, like, Carrie Fisher had these weird tweets about her dog being in London as even know her
0: dog is. Which, Carrie
1: Fisher. man, <laughs> Awesome. I mean, don't you want to go, like, partying with Carrie Fisher?
0: She seems like she'd be fun to hang out with she for a while.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she seems like she will rage like a maniac and then she'll just be a maniac. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was something else with like uh, uh, it was some actor had uh, had tweeted something about hanging out with Mark Hamill, and then like oh I wonder why he's here. Yeah, the them.
0: the guy who did the voice for Darth Maul like tweeted uh, oh, yeah, or Instagram yeah, yeah. the photo. He's also mm-hmm.
1: yeah I can't I can't pronounce his last name. His first name is Peter. He's a, he's a really good British actor, but uh, he's the guy if you've seen the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, he's like what a bunch of a holes. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to butcher his last name, but um, yeah, this is a. This is a fascinating image. But yeah, Max One Side Out, again, Ming Merciless, Ingmar Bergman films. He played Blofeld in the uh, alternate dimension Bond movie, Never Say Never Again.
0: Now, not pictured or not announced here, um, there were a lot of rumors about either like a, uh, a, you know, minority or mixed race character being uh, like a, a woman. Like uh, Lupita Nyong'o or uh, someone called Maisie Richardson Sellers I think was her name Mm -hmm. like an unknown actor they were both rumored to be up for parts Uh, neither of them got it and a lot of the speculation is that well if Daisy Ridley is the, the solo daughter they wouldn't have been up for that part so there must be some other part that has yet to be cast and and that's kind of Semi been leaked to the press that, like, there are still more, uh, casting choices to make. They're not done yet. Like, there's right. still another major role, presumably a female role left to be cast. Um, that's important because, of course, the, the internet outrage machine being what it is, a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but a, a certain part of the internet generated a lot of immediate criticism that this cast is too white and too male. Um, which I, to me at this point, it, it seems, unfair to level that like i, I could say if, if you see the movie and it's way too white and too male it's absolutely a criticism yeah. but to me it's like why don't we wait to see what we have you know like all we have is the cast here strong there's strong rumors that john boyega and daisy ridley are the leads with right. oscar isaac who's like Cuban guatemalan so if those are your three leads that's not that bad diversity wise you could do worse exactly. Um, exactly. i mean if the movie comes out and it's a total like male sausage fest you know like a bunch of white dudes that's totally a valid criticism. It just seems to me like let's let's just wait and see, you know.
1: Oh, and and this is a very extreme side note, but uh, on our we probably should talk about on our own time travel murder mystery main podcast, but it's sausage fest, people, not sausage party.
0: Boner party, sausage fest. Exactly. People, you say sausage party are terrible human beings. What the
1: hell, yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Um. But yeah. So there's there's rumor. I mean, and and there's always casting that happens suddenly right before a film. You know, like begins its production. Obviously, we're a few weeks away from from real production here. They've done some second unit stuff. Well, I, I in can just... Abu Dhabi, but there's more cast to come. I and mean, there's going to be probably like a hundred speaking parts in the movie. You're going to see a lot of more cast whether there'd be more substantial roles or lesser roles. Well,
0: this is what's going to happen. They're going to end up casting a black or mixed-race mixed race actress in another role. And it'll take credit. And then, and then the internet will take credit and be like, ooh, see, we made this happen. This is why the internet outrage machine works. Even though, from all the past rumors, it sounds like they have this part that they just haven't filled yet.
1: Yeah. Internet, go back to attacking like, racist basketball team owners and, like, leave, stay the fuck out of Star Wars.
0: Well, it's not that the, it's not valid criticism, it's just, like, let's not completely damn the whole production just yet. You exactly. Know? If you see the movie and it's valid criticism, then I'll be right in line. I think there should be more women and minorities in Star Wars, but it's, like, can we just like not attack people immediately for all we know like Like suddenly jj is a misogynist because of that one shot of uh carol marcus or whatever her name was in uh into darkness right
1: never mind the the bizarre deleted scene of benedict cumberbatch like taking a shower um yeah like for all we know all of the white male actors in this film could all be aliens (laughs) who are you know neither male nor white um yeah, but, and that's one of the things too, is that we try to cover, we're trying to cover here what is actually known. And that's the beauty of this photograph, I think. It, it's, it's literally in black and white. This is what is known.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Beyond this photograph and these names, you don't have a fucking clue what's going on. And, and I think that's the thing to keep in mind. A lot of people want to tell you what the story will be based on this. And some of it is informed by ridiculous rumors, but, you don't know. I mean, there's a lot of talk about Obi Wan's, you know, like black oh, yeah That
0: that was the the thing with all the the rumors about uh, Maisie Richardson Sellers or Lupita Nyong'o is that she was she'd be Obi Wan's like daughter or granddaughter, um, which sounds like such a weird thing. Um, it's so weird that I'm not willing to totally discount it just because I don't know who the hell would come up with the idea that like Obi Wan has a mixed race granddaughter, like that. That almost seems it. too. It seems too weird for someone to have made that up on their own. So, I'm I'm willing to entertain the possibility of it.
1: it, The side note, too, is I'm willing to entertain the possibility, not because of Alec Guinness, but because of you, McGregor.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's it's like, if if it was just like, Obi-Wan has a granddaughter, I'd be like, that's stupid fanfic. I don't believe it. But to have a mixed-race granddaughter, I don't know who would come up with that. Like, like, it's hard to imagine anyone in the Star Wars universe coming, you know, anyone... Just saying, like, oh yeah, that's what it's going to be. Well, uh, there had been that some to reports. me that that, like, that only happens because there's a you know it's actually happening or it was in the script at some point,
1: right? And there's been some reports from the past few weeks that J.J. Abrams is hell bent on getting a very diverse cast to kind of mix up what can be seen in Star Wars. You know, yeah, like- I mean, for
0: all we know, Donald Gleason plays a droid. Andy Serkis is a you know an, an a mocap alien, and Max von Sydow's in it for like two scenes. You yeah, know? I mean, a lot of these characters may not be in it much at all
1: yeah um exactly and i think you had read something too and i know like we said take everything grain of salt because it's the internet you know not everything is true shockingly on the internet but that daisy really had been cast like relatively soon before this this picture like like
0: finalized yeah uh
1: uh, a just, lot of people
0: are actually expecting more casting news, like later on today or tomorrow, I guess, uh, yeah. just because the you know Star Wars Day thing. I mean, yeah. obviously, they're within a month maximum. We should have more casting news because they're going to actually start shoot the. They're going to be shooting the movie at that point, so the, the actresses are going to need to be there.
1: Well, so yeah, beyond further you know main cast announcements, the big like milestone to to see next is. Uh, character names, character descriptions, you know, mm-hmm. kind of an idea of what the actual story will be.
0: Um, well, and a lot of that comes down to the whole kind of nuking of the expanded universe that Lucasfilm did like a couple days before this was announced.
1: Yeah we're, yeah, we're moving a little backwards now. So this this came out, this casting announcement came out, if I, if I have this correctly, Tuesday, uh, April 29th, right? Yes. So, yeah, then about. Less than a week before that, they announced that basically it was like the, the Friday before it, right? That the EU, as you knew it, was not necessarily well. It basically, being nuked, that they were going to rebrand it as Star Wars Legends,
0: and then everything's going to be kind of all all the current EU stuff. Basically, the only you know canon, official canon now, mm-hmm. is the movies, the Clone Wars TV series. I think just the I don't. I don't know if they're including the original, like, uh, the like three-minute episodes they did. I'm not sure if Jindy, those are included or not. Tarkovsky yeah, thing. I don't know if those are in it or not. But the Clone Wars TV series is that, and the new Rebel series, right. and and then they also announced three new books that are coming out, so that will be a part of it as well. Uh, but those books appear to all take place during the original trilogy.
1: Um, um. Yeah. It was like there's four books, but you're right. Like three of them. Uh, one is a Tarkin book by james luceno um the covers peter cushing you know like staring out at the reader with like mm-hmm. darth vader in the background then a uh book called lords of the sith which should be interesting it's got you know darth vader foreground of his red lightsaber the emperor shooting off some lightning some force lightning and, and some atats marching around then a uh book called heir to the jedi how would you describe Luke's this is Luke Skywalker on the cover? How would you describe his look?
0: It looks like um it looks like Return of the Jedi era Luke, but with the uh like costume wise, but the the face of a New Hope Luke, basically before the accident. That that's how I would describe it.
1: He's got a blue lightsaber and presumably both hands.
0: That's what it looks like, yeah. I mean, bl- the blue lightsaber, I think, is a giveaway to say that this is pre-Empire.
1: Right. Um, and then there's a book called A New Dawn, which I believe is something that ties into Rebels. Mm. I mean, I, I I think that's where these characters on the cover are from. Um, and so it's got, like, some stormtroopers and, like, a, like a, an Imperial cruiser. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is...
0: Really but that that, show. that's all the new canon, and I think... The, one of the reasons Lucasfilm announced that is because Chewie's in this new movie, Peter Mayhew. Right. Chewie dies in the EU. Yeah. And I believe he would have died um, before the uh, the 30 years later mark that we heard, you know, from the producer a month or two ago. Yeah. So Chewie was supposed to be dead. Obviously, he's going to be in the movie. Therefore, the uh, Vector Prime novel never happened. Therefore, obviously, there's a, a schism in the EU. So they're basically saying all that stuff that came before, we're going to call that Legends now. That was fun. It's still there. You can read it. But there's a new canon, which well, I think we all we all kind of figured this is going to happen eventually.
1: Well, if you were sane, you did.
0: Yeah. I but mean, the I, only I... the only real question left is whether or not they will say, hey, we're going to call Daisy Ridley Jane solo. And it, it's not necessarily the character from the EU, but we like the name. And we're going to kind of just use that as a nod. They yeah. may do that. They may just completely, you know, wipe it out. You well, know, if,
1: if they don't, like, don't lose your fucking mind about it. You know, like, I, I remember, like, when they... When I saw the io9 article about the rebranding of the EU, or as the EU as you know it. Like, one of the first, like, comments on that post was somebody just being like, oh, what the fuck, like, there's one thing I expected them to do was to protect, like, the... Like the sacred nature of the EU,
0: I don't know like why they expected that. Yeah, like, exactly. George yeah. Lucas trampled all over it every chance he got. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what I what I expect is they they've talked about how they, you know, they're they it's a Star Wars Legends now, but they're not opposed to taking some some stuff from the EU here and there. What Just like I they did before, yeah. What I think that that's mainly going to be is a lot of the uh like planets and alien races and kind of like how technology works in Star Wars. I, I would assume that a lot of that's going to stick around you know various locations that are known it's just it's rather than having to create that whole cloth all over again that's the kind of thing i could see them keeping you know like the idea that like the huts come from uh you know Narashada, i think was the 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 planet's name or the moon's name like that stuff will probably stick around why you know why bother rewriting that unless you really needed to
1: well and i think uh uh you definitely can see in that regard, like the the debt that the the EU or the the, the, the official canon, the movies mm-hmm. owe the EU. I mean, Tim Fizan especially, I believe, was the one who coined Kashik and Coruscant. Um, and I, I imagine e, uh, George Lucas was just like, "Oh, good, there's a name for the uh, you know capital city of the republic." Mm-hmm. I don't I don't need to create a different one. I'll just take. Well, that it's and like, Coruscant oh yeah, the
0: capital go. city where the whole surface is covered by city, like. That sounds about right, you know. Yeah.
1: Excellent. Thank you, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but I, I... Yeah, the people who, like, Peter Mayhew wants to come back, so obviously these movies have to be set during a certain point because the moon gets dropped on his ass. Mm-hmm. Grow up, you know. Like, you're probably not going to see Thrawn in these movies. I mean, I know some people probably want Probably not. Like, I mean, if they, do, they like, did, though, punk, it
0: wouldn't be the same. Exactly. They, what they would be doing is saying, hey, like, we just like the idea of Thrawn as a character... So we divorced that from the plotline he came from originally, and we might just have like a an evil admiral. He's blue,
1: <laughs> right? I mean, it, is this this is exciting, and the. You know, we've been doing this podcast, and we've talked about on the podcast that uh, the episodes have been slowed down a little bit because there was no official news, and we're just talking about like fan outrage and JJ's stuff.
0: mystery box, man. Yeah,
1: the mystery box, the mystery box. Like, like he literally has like, People really think he has like a mystery box sitting on his desk by which enigmatic things. So like, he stuffed
0: Daisy really inside of it, and we don't know anything about it <laughs>
1: exactly. But I mean, like you and I just got off a road trip, and we listened to a couple different podcasts talking about this news. And one of the podcasts, I was outraged because it started off with the the two hosts talking about like how disgusted they are that they've had to put up with like eight months of news, and here's the latest piece of news. And and they're they're so over this new Star Wars phenomenon. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? This is yeah. the only real thing.
0: Fuck those guys. Exactly. Fuck them and fuck everything related to Greyland, basically. Yeah, uh, this is the only real news. It's the first real news we've had since like. Um, well, I mean, I guess the EU kind of counts, you know, the a couple days earlier, but right. other than that, we got that brief description of the, the, you know, familiar faces and new leads. Mm-hmm. And then before that, it was like when they announced the new writing team Before that, it was when JJ was hired. Like, that's it. Like there's yeah. been almost no news at all official news. There's been plenty of rumors, um, but it was mostly like so-and-so read for a part or like so-and-so. So, so had a meeting with the bad robots, so maybe that means they're going to be in the movie, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, all speculation, and, and you don't know. And bad robots a busy corporate or big company, so you don't know what they're what they're working on. Like jay has mm. got a lot of irons in the fire, but like I think we were talking about too, because we've been, you know, just offline tracking this. You've definitely kept your like eye on these fucking morons, and these insane maniacs. Oh happening. man, I've, but- I've been
0: reading the threads every day. I've got a tab open in my browser <laughs> at work and at home, and. I try to keep up because, and then like the rumors come from the strangest fucking places, right? You know?
1: Yeah, but I mean, like we were talking about how a lot of these these Star Wars fans who who knows what kind of voices they're hearing in their head, they tend to they range from either like extreme optimists or like hardcore fanatic like pessimists that they're like all these different signs that like. The production's in trouble, mm-hmm. and JJ's suffering and, and stuff, and it's like, then boom, turn around, here's your, your fucking cast announcement, and things look like they're full steam ahead on, on a right path.
0: And it was kind of what we always thought it would be, was that they were waiting till they had most, if not all, of the cast ready to go, and yeah. then they would announce it all at once with a uh, some sort of, you know, it wasn't an event, but it was definitely like a, a targeted press release. Oh, it's
1: an event. I mean... Like it, this. Oh, is I, I don't mean conference. literally they in the a press conference. Or yeah, that's what this I mean. Is. I don't
0: mean literally in the sense that they like held a a gathering for the press, but right. Um, yeah, they they package it all up and and here you go.
1: Yeah, and I, I was talking about too how like I figured you'd get something like this. Uh, the Bond films they obviously do a press conference before each film. That's that's just how they operate. Um, but this is not J.J. J. Abrams' style, you know. Like this is right up his alley. Like cast announcement a photograph it's he's it's in just black and white you discern whatever you want to discern from it but these are the facts
0: jj is just one of those really horrible human beings who doesn't want you to know everything about the movie before you see it apparently exactly. some people on the internet hate him for that and which i find strange like some of the fans are just like you fucking owe us jj you better start talking and it's like why just just chill out you know you don't you know you don't really like Soon enough you're gonna be going to the store, you pick up the C D and it says Qui-Gon's noble end on the back, and you're like, Well shit. <laughs> so chill out.
1: Even though you saw that coming.
0: I mean I yeah. But I mean, yeah, here's, the, here's the, what The, J. J. the J. thing A. about A. the you. the surprising thing about the new episode seven of Biel, they don't kill off either Han or Luke at like the end of Act Two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But here's what JJ Abrams owes you, like average, you know, Star Wars fan. On um, December whatever of twenty fifteen, he owes you a good money, a good movie that you paid your money for. Yeah, that's it. That's the contract he signed with you. Now let the man do his fucking job.
0: And don't worry, soon enough we'll start getting various set rumor reports. Those will be fun. There'll be I mean, oh, we forgot. Uh, there is a whole shot of like an uh, what looked like it might be an ATAT foot. Right. Um. That that entertained Star Wars rumors for like a a week or so, just parsing because it was supposedly being shot in like Morocco or Abu Dhabi or somewhere right. where there's just like people moving a a ATAT foot like outdoors. Um. And people speculate on what that means. Are they shooting a teaser? What are they doing? Maybe it's just second unit.
1: I hope that that I hope that that was the mystery box. I hope that some. Some disinformation squad it's, just went and filmed that, or at least that picture. Just so it's a,
0: it a literal mystery box with like poor Daisy Ridley and Donald Gleason and John Boyega like rolling around inside of it yep, as yep. they roll it.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's nothing to worry about yet. I mean, if there's something to worry about, you'll find it when you get more information. And the nice thing is that from this point on it should be nothing but finding out more information. Well it's like you're going to your, your spoiler and your spoiler speculations, yes, but hopefully you're going to get some real stuff. Until you like read or see an image or like you find out like Daisy really is like playing a Twi'lek or whatever.
0: Well, let back. me let me throw this out there. What what use is worrying? Exactly. It's not like you're going to change anything. The movie's exactly. going to be the movie. Uh, exactly. so just chill out, you know? I mean, the there was plenty about the prequels that could have been better, but it doesn't mean there weren't good parts he can enjoy.
1: Well, and that's, that's always been our view, uh, because we enjoyed the prequels. We don't have some kind of ridiculous notion about how the prequels, like, murder our family. Yeah. That burn down our homes
0: like other people. The talk. podcast I listened to today was one of the incomparable podcasts, and it's mm-hmm. a bunch of, uh, late 30s, early 40s, you know, Star Wars fans, and they all just sounded like so bitter and, and just like you won't fool me again, you know, and I, I don't want to get my oh, hopes fuck up right yourself. here let's well, just like man thats here's that's my speculation this must be a, a weird way to go through life you
1: you idiots is that uh Andy Circus, your beloved Gollum he's playing jar Jar Jr
0: <laughs> suck
1: on it yeah I could there be things that I don't like about this this new film? sure I don't know i'm I'm excited I'm nothing but excited about what's to come. And, and you still don't know. And that's, that's the beauty thing. That's the thing. I don't know why people would attack the mystery box. You know, beyond like a lot of people's misunderstandings of what the hell that actually means. This is exciting. This is how a movie should be. You know what well, I mean? There should be that mystery. There should be that curiosity.
0: Well, you know, I, I read that book S that J.J. J. Abrams kind of co produced slash wrote with Doug George. Yeah. Um, I knew absolutely nothing about the book going into it and I really liked it. Right. and I'm glad I knew nothing about it. Like, there's nothing wrong with not knowing what happens in something before you, you read it or watch it.
1: Yeah. I think the only thing you really need to know about something is kind of a general idea of tone, you know?
0: Well, here's, um, a, here's a question for you. How close will you be following the spoilers for Star Wars? I mean, right now, it's just like, I wonder what their character names are, but, like, when it's, like, uh summer 2015, like are you going to still be paying attention or are you going to try to like pull back a little
1: uh for other movies i would pull back a little bit but you and i because it's star wars and looking at our past
0: histories i think you and i both know that we're going to dive all in i mean i i like the idea of not knowing everything about the movie because you, you i knew i knew everything about episode one yeah in. you
1: went out and bought the script before the, the not only
0: going. had i bought the script but i'd found a leaked copy of the script online for like nice. months earlier so yeah i I knew well, you and everything.
1: I both read like what we what we think was an early draft of the episode two script, well before mm-hmm. episode two came out. And but the thing is, that honestly, when we went and saw that movie four times on opening day, <laughs> it did not hamper my enjoyment. It whatsoever. didn't. But I,
0: I would it would be neat to just not really know that much. Like I've noticed l- lately, I've start, stopped watching so many of the kind of promotional materials that have been coming out for movies. Like, especially with Spider-Man and the X-Men movie this summer, they're pumping out so much shit. Like, yeah. so many, like, oh, here's a new scene, and, uh, you know, here's, like, the first five minutes of the movie, and there's all these interviews with the cast, talking about every single aspect of the movie. Like, I'm trying to avoid that. Like, I don't want to know fucking everything about the movie before I go to watch it. I mean, the, well, when the Spider-Man, be, the the uh, amazing Spider-Man 2 that just came out.
1: You scenes, because... They they were sanctioned, and it only built up your, your excitement and your curiosity. Now, you're right. They released just way too much well, stuff. Well,
0: the the Amazing Spider-Man 2, which just came out, they put so much stuff out there. I mean, the last shot of the movie is, is literally in the trailer. Yeah.
1: Um, well, the, the last few scenes of the movie mm-hmm. setting up big things are all over that trailer. Yeah. It's really disheartening, but that—that that I think is a rare thing because we're going to talk about this in our in our other podcast, obviously. But that movie's a fucking train wreck.
0: Yeah, not an enjoyable in parts, but train wreck. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, my like, my hope is that JJ absolutely... has at least some control over the marketing here to yeah. avoid that sort of thing. Well, like I would it's totally spoiler, dig. I don't
1: think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna get too spoiled. I think JJ's gonna have a and his team are gonna have a pretty good tight heavy lid on mm-hmm. what gets out.
0: I mean, I would totally dig a teaser trailer that maybe had almost no footage from the movie at all or maybe just like a like a, a minute of one scene just just you know i mean jj jj he knows how to market stuff you know like the cloverfield trailer mm-hmm. like he knows how to grab your attention You're like ooh that look that looks interesting i'd like to see it without saying here's the whole movie
1: well and and since we, we brought it up already the the teaser the the infamous like super bowl teaser for the new 24 series Mm-hmm. uh with like jack and chloe like running around shooting guns and what looks like a post-apocalyptic like uh london apparently that never happens in the show whatsoever it's just a teaser to get you excited and give you an idea to evoke what this new season could be about and mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah i, I mm-hmm. no teasers are supposed to tease yeah exactly i think the only thing that you really need to know about a movie going into it is kind of a, a an accurate depiction of the tone, essentially. I mean, you and what I. What do I you mean by that? Well, a couple things. Well, like, one, apparently, one of the failures of a movie like *Hudson Hawk* was people did not know that it was, you know, kind of a comedy. You know, it was it was not meant to be like a serious. I don't know if that's as actually. much of a
0: concern in *Star Wars*. I think we know what what *Star Wars*. Yeah, is. yeah,
1: but I, I mean, I'm just saying in general, the things that you need to know about a movie going into it. Th- that's it. But yeah, it's *Star Wars*. I don't think. I don't think you need to worry
0: about what you're going to get. I would be fine just going into, like, hibernation until December 18th, 2015, but obviously that's probably not going to happen. Um, Like, if a trailer comes out, I'm going to watch it. Even if I was totally like, I'm not going to spoil myself, there's no way I would be able to prevent myself from watching the trailer. Right. That's just, like then the, the appeal would be far too much well
1: i mean hello i've got a podcast here yeah um uh what i did like about what of all the podcasts that you and i kind of listened to on our on our long road trip just kind of uh, discerning what other people thought about this information was the only thing that was mentioned in that one podcast which otherwise was kind of terrible was they actually like dug into this photo and like how far are they in the script, like, in the script. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you can't really tell. It looks like they they could be halfway. Oh, what
0: what would it even mean?
1: Well, I think that their idea was that the people, and this is ridiculous because it's a promotional photo, so obviously it's been vetted. But these guys' idea was that, you know, like, if it's towards the end of the script and, like, somebody's book is closed, like, they're dead. Oh nah yeah. <laughs> Their characters expired at this point in the movie. But you don't need to know that kind of thing. It's it's just kind of a funny, you know, like you're doing this detective act, you know, trying to discern information. But I think that point is done. I don't think you need people following actors around in London anymore. Like, you know, like we have an idea who's in this film. I, I want to know, like, the character descriptions, the officially released character descriptions and the names. I want to know that stuff. But, yeah, like you said, I don't need to know what exactly happens, you know, at the end of Act 2, honestly, episode this, 7.
0: This is all I really want to know. I want to know that Daisy Ridley is the solo daughter, mm-hmm. and I want to know that John Boyega is the lead, or a lead. That, right. That's all I really care about. I don't even need to know exactly what they do. Um, but if if those two things are confirmed, I feel like we've We've got a good, solid foundation.
1: And even if those things aren't confirmed, I think we probably are still going to have a good solid Well,
0: I, I should say in in the press release, John Boyega is the first name mentioned, Daisy is right. the second. Usually that means they're the leads based on... The, yeah, it's not alphabetical, so...
1: The wording in the press release means more than the seating chart, mm-hmm. than the promotional photo here.
0: Um. So here here's a question for you. I think okay. we've... We've covered all covered all our uh, bases as to the official news. Uh, now we can speculate. Um, yes. Do you think that Daisy Ridley will be the Jedi in training, and John Boyega will be the kind of uh, Han Solo-ish, like roguish character, or will it be the other way around? Oh, either would be juicy. I, <sighs> I, I kind of would love Daisy Ridley to be more take after her father i guess i would say interesting okay yeah okay i feel like she she maybe could have a lightsaber she'd use on occasion Mm -hmm. but not a jedi like more more of a you know a, a brash smuggler type i that that to me would be the interesting choice to go with right right um more fun for the character
1: i i'm very intrigued by daisy ridley uh just because I think the assumption is that she's not going to play basically the Princess Leia role mm-hmm. or the Queen Amidala role. Like, I think people think that she's going to be much more action oriented. Not that they didn't give Natalie Portman things to do, like, you know, like in episode two, you know, where she picked up a blaster, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Princess Leia got down to some business every now and then, but, um, I think, yeah, I, I like the idea of of either Daisy really like picking up a lightsaber and taking care of business or putting on like the old Han Solo, Han Solo vest mm. and pulling like a blaster off her off her hip and shooting at people. Either one of those sounds fantastic to me. I think, I don't know why my own personal subject, and again, this is my personal subject, and I think having listened to all the other podcasts, I can discern which is which, you know, between what I'm uh, uh, certain is going to happen what I, I think is going to happen. I think she'll probably be playing a Jedi. That said, I don't know, because you would think that anyone playing a Jedi or or anything remotely like a Jedi would have done months of training.
0: Uh she was that, that one article about her did mention that she was doing training, so I don't know. Who knows what that means exactly. True. Um another possibility, this was brought up in one of the podcasts we listened to is the kind of the EU idea of like what leak Skywalkers up to post Jedi was like rebuilding the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this particular podcaster although we talked far too much about it did have the interesting idea that like he he kind of disagreed with that direction for Luke and thought Luke would just become either become a hermit or just go back to tattooing or something like that he wouldn't that he wouldn't want to repeat the mistakes that the Jedi had made in the past by just reforming the order again right uh, cuz obviously the order we saw in the prequel trilogy wasn't the greatest uh, bureaucracy there
1: yeah and and i I think we've heard a lot of people speculate or talk about how their fantasy is to have it be some kind of like unforgiven thing where oh yeah luke is basically like clint eastwood people have to come and beg him to like pick up the lightsaber again and go back to work
0: um but i I could totally see it if like luke just had like one apprentice like john boyega or something was just like his his personal apprentice and and that was it like and that he wasn't trying to go restart a whole jedi order
1: well a lot of people think that and it's understandable, this that you know, like uh, Max once said, I will be a Sith character
0: just because he, <laughs> he just, could be he, like he, uh, he, an admiral or, or something.
1: He could just be like you know Luke's neighbor on. television. here's a question: like,
0: out. is is Leia like running the show? Is she like the the chancellor or you know, everyone assumes prime minister so. and or it's, whatever. It,
1: partly because of the EU, but partly, it's not an unfair assumption just because of the fact that she was you know leadership of some sort. Um, to, to
0: me, the only problem with that is that, like it, it feels like her character would be too removed from the action in that role.
1: Right. I mean, we've we've you we listened to that one podcast where somebody was talking about the idea that Han Solo might be like a deadbeat dad. <laughs> He's like he hasn't even seen his kids. Like, oh, well, to
0: me, this was one of the issues they ran into with the EU or not the EU, the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. was that a lot of their characters are, like like Padme is like a senator, you know, or right. uh, like two too removed from the action. I mean, they, they did what they could to get them into the action, but there was all this, like, formality and uh, obligations and responsibilities that you didn't have with, like, Luke and Han, who were just, like, a couple of bros. Part
1: of me, uh, and it's the part of me who's, who's doing this podcast, wants this to be, like, every one of these very vocal Star Wars fans, like, worst fears, like, the perfect <laughs> storm of the worst fears. I want this to be... Like, I want the opening scene of the movie, like right after the opening crawl, to be like an alien race that's nothing but lens flares having a meeting with Andy Serkis as Jar Jar Jr. Yeah.
0: I mean, that was always my my main criticism of the prequel trilogy, overriding any other minor ones, was that I'm not sure it needed to exist. Because the story is more interesting yes as, no. as a backstory. Like, like, seeing it all play out. I don't know, prequel just it, and I don't mean the, the, this prequel but any prequel uh-huh. it's it's not as interesting when you know the outcome
1: sometimes I I and it can be done wrong but I think sometimes the how is a very juicy mystery because that I just feel to like the the idea of, of episode
0: 7 is so much more exciting because we have no idea what it's about and it can go anywhere it's it's not like it can go everywhere, but it, as long as it circles around and hits these points. Like, it can do anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there were flaws. I mean, we've, you go back and listen to our previous episodes. We enjoy the prequels quite a bit. They are not without flaws. And, I mean, going into the prequels, I was super excited because I think the how gives you a lot of options if you have something up your sleeve. I mean, we'll talk in our various podcasts about how much we love Lost. and. That was a show that you know halfway through its run, it told you the end game of a certain storylines, and then lets you figure out how you got there. And it was incredibly interesting. I thought. Um, Io Nine has something. It's just somebody's speculation is based on nothing reality. And it's stupid that the title of the movie will be "The Order of the Jedi," which I cannot think of a less interesting title.
0: Ah, wow, that just doesn't sound right at all, especially. No, exactly episode 6 return of the jedi episode 7 the order of the jedi yeah i just i don't buy that one bit i I think the title well it depends because it's not lucas making the title anymore but i've also like the titles were intentionally campy like i know people hated attack of the clones you know
1: they're campy but they for the first six movies they 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 repeat themselves they follow those same beats the Phantom Menace and A New Hope. You know, you can see well, not even the way they're setting up Attack of the Clones and The Empire Strikes Back. You can see the the same movements there.
0: Well, not even that, but just the the general vibe that it's they're very literal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: it's I, old I've always realized se- it's all Flash Gordon titles.
0: I've always secretly felt that uh, Lucas's titles were some sort of like meta reference at the same time. I that that's all. My, that's my personal opinion. I feel like he's making subtle meta references with each of his uh, titles,
1: like the Phantom Menace, meaning that, uh, like, what exactly? I mean, like, how, how do you mean? I give an example.
0: Uh, revenge of the Sith, for instance, was like him taking revenge. You know? Um,
1: oh, I mean that that that's also maybe. But it's also it's a nice play on the original title for Return of the Jedi. It's also kind of evoking mm-hmm. it's well, the, the, the Phantom aspect. Menace.
0: The Phantom Menace is kind of the the menace of Star Wars itself. Mm-hmm. You know. It's it had it, been a phantom for so long and now it's back.
1: Hmm. Perhaps. I mean that's that's the nice thing about it is that you could have that reading um, Yeah, I
0: mean I it's probably not correct, but I, I always wondered about the way he titled stuff especially attack of the Clones it just I also felt like attack of the clones is like some sort of weird dig It's like a what you call a subtweet you know
1: mm-hmm. um, here's a quote from Dom Hunk Leeson about the table read uh, I don't want to say too much about it because I'm terrified I will accidentally give the entire story away but obviously I'm extremely excited about it we had the read through and it was an incredible sitting in the roof all was unbelievably talented actors I mean that's the kind of quotes you're gonna get for a while.
0: Well, you can't see it, but JJ has like a gun behind his back there, and yeah. if anyone talks, he just shoots you.
1: And then also, on the other hand, there's a button hides your body in the mystery the, box, uh, the trap door underneath all these people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's this one photo here that you can ca- catch on IO9 where it's all the speculation of like the uh, like the football thing where like they rip- wrote like like oh, titles and arrows yeah, yeah. and stuff over which every every character like the the solo family. This guy's obviously the bad guy. Here's the antihero. Here's the good guys. Yeah. We don't know what we're dealing
0: with. Well, I, I'll go ahead and speculate. I think Daisy Ridley is a solo. Right. I think John Boyega is like a Jedi in training. I think uh, Oscar Isaac is. He just feels like a like a smuggler or something. I don't know. I could oh, yeah, be if you're
1: looking at the pictures and the, the headshots, Daisy Ridley seems to evoke like the same kind of Princess Leia vibe. Uh, John Boyega kind of strikes me as like like a, like a a younger Mark Hamill in a way. And yeah, Oscar Isaacs looks like he could be trying to evoke like a young Han Solo. I don't think it'll be that literal, like a re- reinterpretation of all those same tropes, but it's easy to see that regard. I mean, at the same time, Domhnall Gleeson, I mean, if you were to tell me that Domhnall Gleeson was replacing Anthony Daniels, I'd believe that.
0: I would totally believe it, yeah, yeah. that he was a droid.
1: I mean, if like Max Sydow is supposed to like take the place of like your emperor type character,
0: Sure. I do wonder, Andy Serkis, if he's a mocap character, will the whole thing be motion capture or will it just, like, replace his head? That's a good question. Who knows? And are they inventing a new alien race or will he be filling in?
1: Yeah. I'd like to think that they're going to create at least one or two new races just because why wouldn't you? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but it's like I don't know. There's there's good and bad new alien races. Sometimes yeah. they just look like this weird hodgepodge, and you're like, "What the fuck is that?" You know.
1: But I mean, like if you if you were the director, the writer, director, the creator, trying to like a new Star Wars movie, like there are some things that you just want to evoke. You just want to you want to play the established universe a little bit, but don't you want to like make your mark and create like just, like a new ridiculous alien race just because you can?
0: I would tell my designers like. Don't worry about realism here. Make something iconic. Yeah. You know, like, some of the aliens in the original trilogy are ridiculous if you think about the biology of it. But uh, you definitely remember them.
1: Yeah. Well, I know some people, like, really want John Boyega to be, like, Lando's bastard son or whatever just
0: because he's black. Yeah, Grando Calrissian. Grando like, like, the orphan. Like, Lando's dead because Billy Dee Williams is not in his casting yeah. house. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I don't think so Especially not, like, I I should mention There have been rumors, totally unconfirmed Of course, that Adam Driver And John Boyga have been training For a while in fencing Mm -hmm. Which would obviously suggest Who's playing who Who's playing who Um, And if that's the case, like It would be weird if Londo just happened to have Like a a kid who's a Jedi Right, right
1: Well, you gotta figure that well I I my, my prediction is that whoever is like the lead like the lead lead like the lead Jedi character um because I i would think that as you what you would have is that you're like Luke is the lead character of the Star Wars films, you know. Obviously you have the big three, but like Luke is the main character. I think it's not just that he's a Skywalker, but it's also that he's a Jedi. So I'm kind of thinking if people want to assume that uh uh Daisy Ridley is like the solo you know, offspring. Then I would think that I would think that John Boyega would somehow be like maybe Luke's son or something like that. You know what I mean? I think I think that's. I mean, again, it it that's speculation. I have no idea. But I would mm. think that your main character is going to be last name Skywalker. Hmm. All right. Um, but oh, this,
0: have you have you seen anything about the red wig rumor?
1: No, what's the red Rig ruler? That sounds fun.
0: So when Karen Gillan had her head shaved for Oh, oh no, Guardians yeah, it's supposed to be
1: being used somewhere in the Star Wars movies.
0: It, yeah, so she had her head shaved and uh, she has red hair. Yeah, and they they kept the red hair. and said they're gonna make a wig out of it and gave it to like the Lucasfilm production for Star Wars. And so everyone is like Mara Jade, you know, because <laughs> Mara Jade has red hair. Um, so who knows? Like, I'm sure the I'll be watching for that through the entire episode seven when it airs. I'll be, you know, when it when it comes into theaters, just looking to see if anyone has red hair.
1: Oh yeah, people are going to love it just because it's it's Karen Gillan who number mm-hmm. one, you know, it's Karen Gillan. But I mean, having been in Doctor Who and in Guardians of the Galaxy, people are going to be dying to know like where does where does her hair show up? Yeah,
0: it's probably be on some extra in the background. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I I would. Love, like even if I didn't know who these, like the official names, of these characters, the descriptions, mm-hmm. if I could just see them each in their costume, that would be awesome. Oh yeah, I know because that would tell you so much about them. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And I also wonder, like, I mean, Lucas really went nuts with uh, Padme's uh, outfits and costuming. Right. I do. I I wonder if they're gonna do that again or. If they're gonna be like, here's this character's iconic look, and we're not gonna fuck with it too much.
1: Well, yeah, because I mean, I think you'd have you'd want to put Han Solo in some kind of outfit that's very similar to what he. I called, mean, you know, Le-
0: Leia has basically two looks in A New Hope, and the one you don't see till the very end. Right in Empire, she has two more looks, um, and in Return of the Jedi, she has, uh, I guess, just two more. Right. Maybe three. Yeah. Oh no, just two. Yeah. The whole because when you even when they go to the, the big meeting before the final attack, she's in her, her commando garb, I think, right? Well it's
1: basically her as the bounty hunter, her in the metal bikini and then mm-hmm. everything after. Yeah.
0: Um We don't necessarily need the prequels, ten costume though, changes.
1: He was Lucas was so hampered. it's kinda of what you were talking about. And it it they'll deal with something similar in these new movies, but Lucas was hampered with like he had to like create something that kind of was similar of the original trilogy looks, but also would lead into it, you know, Mm -hmm. like mid riff stuff with, uh, Natalie Portman and things that kind of made you think of the, the, the two buns on the side of the head. Yeah. Um, like Anakin's hair in episode three was supposed to kind of get you towards that seventies hair Mm -hmm. of like new hope. Um, and obviously, like, like, they're coming into the other end of that, you know, like in episode seven is like, where are these looks? Where is this fashion, et cetera, 30 years on? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that you have more freedom, like you said, with that now. You get, you get to move it forward. You don't have yeah. to take it to the end point of this fashion is clearly leading to there. You're saying that it started here and it's going there. But I totally wouldn't um, be
0: surprised if like, John Boyega has one costume, or Oscar Isaac has one look, you know.
1: Yeah, the one thing that, that you had read somewhere that we haven't talked about yet was the uh
0: the Millennium Falcon. Oh yeah, I mean, this it's been reported so much, I feel like it's almost confirmed that they built a a full scale Millennium Falcon set, mm-hmm. um, which makes me wonder: does that mean a lot of the movie takes place on the Falcon, and what would that mean for the story? Um, that you built a whole set for it, or it, it could just mean that they wanted a full set because they plan on having the Falcon around for three movies, so they figured they might as well build one. I don't know. Yeah, um, but that I don't know that that to me is interesting. It's like, well, how many scenes do they have planned on the Falcon?
1: Well, you have to be careful because it's been reported so many times that it feels like it's gospel. Like mm. be careful with that. Uh, not just you, but I mean like everyone you're reading this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. Like again, this photograph and these actors names are what we know. And it, the, the speculation is exciting. The problem is as we've done our research, well, you can't, can't get to,
0: you can't get too attached to your own idea that when exactly it's, that when whatever, it, like if, if they say Daisy Ridley is like an orphan, you can't be like, fuck this bullshit. You know, like right. she's supposed to be chained solo. Right
1: yeah if she's not actually like a solo offspring whatsoever, get over it like mm-hmm. whatever
0: they're gonna do could be
1: interesting um but yeah i think I think we're assuming that John boyega and Daisy really are the eponymous Rachel and Thomas
0: maybe I don't uh, know yeah yeah who knows but uh well that whole Rachel and Thomas thing that could have absolutely nothing to do with Star Wars at all. They could have just said, well, we were just interested to see how these actors would play this, like, uh, you know, script side that we have. Right. That's that's the thing about those casting auditions, that what they use. I mean, I, I want to say I read somewhere that it was basically, like, like quasi, like, Hunger Games material. Yeah. Yeah. Like the love triangle and all this kind of stuff. Like, um, it, it could mean it have absolutely nothing to do with the actual script.
1: Now, I believe if you go back to our our, our own episode of Greo Shot First, I believe mm-hmm. it's Peak Palpatine Part Two, uh, where you pitched your idea for an episode seven. I think so, yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Now, obviously, there's that small part of us that are like, yeah, hey, this is our idea, like something, anything similar. to This would be fantastic, but like you know, again, you can't fall in love with your own ideas because I have
0: to say there's there's two things I love about that pitch that like if it never makes it into the Star Wars, I want to like work it into my own stuff. Okay. Um I love the idea of the the guy that my main character's name I can't even remember whatever fake name made up for him, but that he's like how unlucky he is that you right. know he gets thrown off his own ship and cha- and then he he finally makes it to orbit and the ship gets disabled. He's in the escape pod c- pod and gets captured by pirates. Like I like that idea for a character. Who, um, I I just think it's good fiction in general mm-hmm. to have you know fail spectacularly type of situation where it's like just out of the frying pan into the fire constantly like to me that that just makes for fun drama especially star wars style drama uh so i love that idea whether or not it makes it into stars i feel like it needs to happen somewhere and i always love the idea of the uh the sith lord and carbonite to me that's a great way to say here's a new sith lord that makes more it makes sense without having to come up with any sort of complicated like secret sith you know uh operation hiding in the background you know because right. i mean if there's a sith in the new star wars movie i, I guess they're gonna have to explain like where this person came from Are they just right. born at the force and did their own research you know right right
1: yeah i i, I like the way you if i remember correctly too is that you had that kind of as the the Chekhov's gun placed in the first film mm-hmm. that really got you that on his own got you really excited about the second one because it just like he, he just started to like thaw or whatever at the end he, of the first film
0: he just thawed out at the end of the first movie yeah yeah yeah, to yeah. Me that, so like you that's had, a fun cliffhanger in my well
1: opinion. it's kind of like you know Batman Begins like when the Joker playing card is handed to Batman
0: mm-hmm.
1: at the end of, of that film and you're like oh shit like the Joker like what could this mean how is this going to be presented etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um but yeah, we talked a little bit too like like something like uh this is a very minor point, but like Mission Impossible four, you know, was, was a film about talented, you know, characters. But well, one of the things that we love that we I think in Time Travel Murphy talked about for far as like it, it reminded us of Star Wars was that like their technology was always failing.
0: Well this is uh, they
1: never they never survived or they never like none of their, their missions or plans went as they had planned. They always went wrong. And well, that's the kind of thing, like you said, about Star Wars. It fails spectacularly.
0: Well, this is a, a known writing trope. Certain screenwriting books talk about this. The idea is you want your character to fail spectacularly. If you go watch uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, it fails over and over and yeah. over again until the very end of the movie. And that's part of what makes like it. It's really good, especially for kind of adventure stories, to have this just constant, like, it's half success, you know, like moving you on to the next scene. You know that didn't work out, so we're gonna try this now.
1: Well, it, it's how it has to be, because otherwise mm-hmm. your movie would be over in Act One.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, and my one thing too is, because I think we assume that we assume that uh, Episode Seven will follow like the kind of patterns and flow of the first six movies, because Lucas talked you know nonstop about how these these are movements. This is basically music that he's like writing. We he talked
0: about that, but J.J. No, exactly. Abrams J. is J. directing not, this J. movie. Not,
1: not, yeah, he's not bound by that kind of stuff. But we talked about how we kind of hope that it does do, follow some of those same lines, um, mm-hmm. but we don't know.
0: Well, one of the things that was interesting in the podcast I was listening to today was the one guy was, he was cautiously optimistic, but he was he really hoped that there wouldn't be the, the obligatory, like, oh, it's Han Solo on screen, like, applause beat. Right, um, right. L- like, you don't want to over service and, and put too much nostalgia in there.
1: Well, and, like, look at, like, uh, like Veronica Mars. That movie is nothing but fan service.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, and I think... The- like, they're saying, like, you get one, I have a bad feeling about this. Like, right. you can't do more than one. And preferably the character who says that gets shot before he completes the line.
1: And I think the nice thing about it, just
0: having listened to
1: various uh, like commentaries and interviews of, with J.J. Abrams, is I think that he, as a student of these kind of things, he'll probably get that. Um, well, I, would- I, I brought up Veronica Mars, and I think, I just want to follow up with, like I think we had read somewhere that the initial story that Rob Thomas had come up with that movie was much different. Mm-hmm. But once he did the Kickstarter thing, and it, it was such, a spont- such a, an excited, enthusiastic response from fans, He kind of thought, like, we'll do the nature of how this project came to be. It has to be fan service. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously this is Star Wars. Like, they're getting, they're getting, you know, enough private money. They can do whatever they want. But yeah, you don't want to be fan service. You want it to be its own thing that will continue to build on what you have. But also, like, you're really creating the future of Star Wars.
0: Well, I would love eventually to get, like, the behind the scenes, like, inside report on what exactly happened with Into Darkness and Khan. Because mm-hmm. I I could be completely wrong, but I've always suspected that that was not J.J.'s idea to do Khan.
1: Uh, I would I wouldn't think so.
0: It it always like I remember we were back right after they made the first Star Trek, I'm gonna, like the next one's gonna have Khan in it. Like no matter what, it's gonna have right. Khan in it. There's no way they're gonna like not use that character. And I wouldn't be surprised if the studio is like, yeah, we're doing Khan. Find a way to make it work.
1: Well, in in the interviews with J.J. Abrams, he talked about how. Like they didn't want to be handcuffed mm-hmm. to stuff from the original trilogy. Well, that was the
0: whole point of the first movie, is to not right. be handcuffed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um and that was that was I mean, Into Darkness, and I think at some point you and I will probably re watch Into Darkness for the podcast. Because mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. have we have similar but also very differing ideas on that movie. I think it's a fun, interesting, exciting movie. I don't think it's a very much of a Star Trek movie. And the reason I bring that up here is just because JJ Abrams had always said that like, Star Trek was never his thing. You know?
0: Star Wars was.
1: Star Wars was, exactly, yeah. So that's why this, him doing this Star Wars movie is almost like finally, like somebody's like achieved their, dare I say, like destiny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously Star Wars is a huge influence on and there's, JJ. There are, He's a big fan are, of Star Wars
1: there are a lot of sequences both in his original star Trek movie and into darkness that felt like uh, rehearsals for like a, like a, star Wars thing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, a lot of like, uh, Kirk encounters a monster. You yeah. Know, that, that one really it's stood like, out like in my mind. Monster like shows up and like eats that monster. And you know, it, it felt very much like stuff you saw like in Phantom Menace, you mm-hmm. know, like the chase sequence on, on, on Kronos, you know,
0: like in its darkness. um, so I don't I don't I do you think all the original cast is going to stick around beyond episode 7? I wouldn't think all three of them. Well, no forget like Chewy and and Anthony Daniels.
1: And this is going to be tricky though cuz like how much presumably you want like your three new actors possibly your your john boyega your daisy really your oscar isaac you want them to take center stage you know for at least two-thirds of this new trilogy right
0: you would think so yeah i mean that's the the rumor is that this first movie will be more of a mix of the old and new and then the next movies will be more of the new
1: i mean what i would do if i were to do these movies and I, I, we probably talk about shades of this on the podcast already but like they want to do these spinoff movies, too, right? What I would do would be something like, uh, you know, Han has a pretty sizable role in Episode 7, but maybe dies at the end of it. Something that Han says, does, brings up whatever, kind of then leads you into, like, your young Han Solo spinoff. Movie. No, I just think that's a bad idea. Um, Then, like, if you have to do, like, a Boba Fett movie, like... I don't think you necessarily need to do like direct spinoffs, but do something that kind of sets up for them, at least tonally. Or you know, well, it's,
0: it's interesting we've heard nothing about these spinoffs recently. I kind of wonder if they're having trouble coming up with good concepts, because in my opinion, a young Han Solo movie would just be dumb.
1: Well, so, okay, let's talk about real quick, just in a very minor sense, because I know we'll probably talk about this more in our main podcast, but Amazing Spider-Man 2, and like the the spinoffs from that, like the Sinister Six spinoff, which that, like a Venom spinoff, you know, we talked about, and I did thankfully see something from A.B. Arad, where he talks about how these movies do not exist without Spider-Man. Like, you can't just go have a Sinister Six, like, spinoff happen a year from now, because you absolutely need more setup of Spider-Man. Like, you potentially need Spider-Man in these movies um uh, during the production because obviously i made mean, spider-man 2 like th- that movie's a mess like it's like three or four different movies all crowned into one i guess i saw something with dane dehan where he talked about like on the set nobody was talking about sinister six until the mm-hmm. very end. and then they were like then some some genius had the bright idea of doing a sinister six movie and thus you had that scene written in where the mysterious man in shadows, you know, goes off into hey, who was that guy? He's the guy from the end of the first Amazing Spider-Man movie.
0: But who is he?
1: Uh, Mister Fierce. I don't know who he is. Oh, okay. I, he's in the comics. I don't know. Um, but I think hopefully somebody in Disney, in Lucasfilm, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams. Hopefully somebody is saying like, "Let's do Episode Seven. Let's knock this shit out of the park. If we do it right." We have nothing but options. Let's mm-hmm. not be shackled by forcing our options into this. You know, I don't think you need to do a, like a movie that has very definite setups. I think the idea is that you, you do a great story and then you're like, Oh, hey, you know, there's, there's some, there's some room here. We can build upon this, you know, whether we're doing origin movies, prequel movies, direct spinoffs, what have you. Mm-hmm. I just that, that that yeah, like you said, you haven't heard about that in a while. That doesn't interest me as much as just this main trilogy that they're working on.
0: All right, well, do we have anything else to talk about?
1: No, I'm I'm just super excited about where we go from here.
0: Yeah, cast scene was supposed to begin in a couple weeks, I think it says in the uh, thing here. So very or soon, filming, yeah, very filming. filming, yeah, uh, very soon they're gonna start filming Star Wars. That's pretty weird to think about.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you remember, like, uh just watching the, like, Force.net and, like, StarWars.com and stuff like that during the prequel production? And just, like, how... I mean, I still remember vividly, uh because they did a thing during Episode two's production where they would release, like, one image, you know, usually... Yeah, I remember image, that, yeah. And, like, you had, like, that very blurry first shot of, like, Anakin Skywalker in action. And mm-hmm. I remember just, like, staring at that photo like an obsessing over <laughs> what does this mean. And it was it was good though, because it didn't spoil things for me. It just got my mind working on all the possibilities.
0: I'm sure you remember the uh 40% blurry footage rumor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, what a what a time for the internet. <laughs>
1: Which the internet hasn't hasn't changed though. <laughs>
0: George Lucas is so rusty that forty percent of the footage he shot is blurry. Because yeah. dailies don't exist in uh, George Lucas' Productions.
1: Yeah, the, the internet has not changed. Because, like I said, like you you've seen and you know more than I have because you've been watching it more. But like these people who were just like not just concerned, but almost like hopeful that this production's doomed, that JJ's fucking things up, and the script is a mess, and all this stuff. And it's like nothing, nothing in the the quote unquote text has supported that. You know, you know nothing.
0: Well, it's because there was a quote from Alan Horn, one of the Disney execs, saying that he had, was planning to like travel to London soon to look over the script or to go to go over the script. I think it was right. a quote, and people are like, "Oh, it's bad news if he's going over the script just late in the game." And it turns out it was probably just for the script read. That's what he meant by going well, over and, the script.
1: We we talked about this, in the photo, like on the fringes of the, that photo, you can see other people like in sitting around the big circle, like. Uh-huh there's probably you know 50 people in this room you know you you're really only focusing you can see the back of the heads of a few folks
0: uh, 50 sounds high but there's probably uh, a, a, maybe 30 a few more people there's
1: probably some department heads and stuff everyone's going over this book, but i mean like the photo focuses on the main cast and the producers and stuff but mm-hmm. yeah but like alan horn in that that quote was probably talking about like w- what can we design happy meal toys out of this from like how does this set us up for like overseas distribution, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Alan Horn is not showing up to give like script notes and store, you know what I mean? Like he's not just like, here's how you solve like this third act problem you've got here, <laughs> JJ. Um. But yeah, people who were like, they were like desperate to hear like bad news. Like this was like, like dark skies. The shadow is falling over this production and he had no idea. I mean, it just, I don't know. It, it's exciting because we're gonna hopefully get like the the speculation, the BS is not gonna stop, but it'll be tempered now with real information, possibly character names, descriptions, like photos of the characters in action on sets. You're gonna get those those photos that people take of like the actors like walking to the set. Wearing, well, maybe that, not that's a, because that's it's a all of, uh, the J.J. Abrams ones because they would always like they would like you had the photos of like Zachary Quinto like wearing a huge bathrobe. Trying to cover up his Spock outfit?
0: But maybe not, because they're shooting inside of a, a studio for this. You know, for pine, every, for everything, wood. though? Well, not everything, but for most of it. So the opportunities for that, I think, are going to be a lot less.
1: Which is good, ultimately.
0: Yeah. Let me just close this out by reading a quote. I just went and looked at the Net, one of their most recent uh, threads on, uh, you know, the ca- casting's not done yet. Mm-hmm. And this person says... Uh, they they think this whole rumor about new cast members is most likely bogus, and they say, "Well, we will definitely see more people in minor roles." Parentheses, fingers crossed on Kyle Katarn. Parentheses, but nothing major. Fucking Kyle Katarn! Like, they, uh, it's Who's a that? character from like Dark Forces, like Jedi Knight, like the video oh. games. The character has no personality at all because he's like a video game avatar. Uh Like, why would you care about putting Kyle in the movie? It's so stupid.
1: Uh, Well, one of the podcasts we listened to, wasn't somebody complaining that, like, Dark Forces was no longer canon? Probably. As if it ever was? As if the video games are ever really canon?
0: Well, I mean, they they wrote in, like, Kyle into some of the later books, and he still had absolutely no personality because Mm -hmm. he never did, you know?
1: I mean, the people who, like, play or, like read the comics or whatever of like these like knights of the old republic i mean do, are they do they really care i mean like this is like official canon i can understand that like in your own little tiny pocket of star wars eu stuff you want like your your knights of the old republic comic to stay in continuity of each other but i mean like are these people like really like thinking about how uh, i'm i'm pulling out the few names i know like how Darth bane ties into luke skywalker and stuff like that
0: uh, they have their own canon. They've they've crawled at their own assholes and shut the door behind them. So,
1: I mean, I would not be shocked if, just for fun, in a future episode of this podcast, we kind of delve into a little bit more of the EU, just because it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. And that's always been my thing. Is like, I I started reading the Tim Faison books, you know, when they first came out, and I enjoyed them immensely because it was new Star Wars stuff. But like, my thing has always been. A lot of the EU is is crap. <laughs> it's just total unbelievable crap. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's not a great big loss that it's now being deemed legends. Um yeah, anyway, we're we're rambling at the end here because we're just excited.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh we'll be back. Um I think our plan is to do it again in a month unless obviously there's more major news and we may do it sooner. Yeah. But uh may the 4th be with you.
1: Always.